You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey guys, today it is time to separate fact from feline fiction. What do cats really think about us humans? What are the best places for cats to deposit hairballs or yuck? Puddles of vomit. Now, do cats enroll in a secretive feline charm school to get away with shredding our sofas and committing other acts of misbehavior? And precisely, how do they get us to sing and act like complete idiots? Now, there is a very cool cat who has all the answers. This is an 18-pound cat named Quasi who has, quote, authored The World is Your Litter Box Deluxe Edition, a how-to manual for cats. Well, Quasi's a little shy around the microphone. So, stepping in as his official spokescat is his human, Steve Fisher. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right. Now, folks, this is going to be anything but a cute cat book, I promise. In fact, it's, um, it's got a lot of catty comments that are pretty candid and some hilarious insights from the fine feline named Quasi. So you're going to get ready, please, to be surprised about what cats really think about us two-leggers. But first, you know the drill. we got to pay for the show. So sit and stay. Groom yourself. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Steve Fisher. His official title is typist and personal assistant to a very famous cat named Quasi. That's Q-U-A-S-I. The author of The World is Your Litter Box Deluxe Edition, a how-to manual for cats. Hey, and this cat's a blogger too, has Facebook. It's not bad for a cat lacking opposable thumbs, right, Steve? That's right. He's pretty, uh, pretty industrious. 
<laughs> so give Even us a with little no opposing thumbs. All right. So give us a little bio lowdown on Quasi. Well, Quasi uh, right now is 14. He's kind of getting up there. Oh, okay. He takes about 30 naps a day instead of the usual 20. But he <laughs> is, um, like all kitties, he uh, knows everything and is master of all that is known and unknown. And you've had him since he was just a wee little lad, right? Yes. Yes, I got him when he was about six weeks old. So we've been together a long time. So tell me how you got him. Well, basically, a friend of mine found, or I guess her mother found a litter of four cats underneath her house. One of those cats was Quasi. And I went over to check him out, and he was the biggest of the litter. So he was the first to kind of climb out of the cardboard box they were in. But he just had the most personality, and uh, we seemed to take a liking to each other and kind of went from there. Don't you think that cats actually pick us? I mean, we seem to pick dogs, but every cat I've ever gotten sort of picked me. And what an honor. I agree. I think that's definitely the case, and Quasi definitely picked me, which I was very fortunate. Now, real men love cats, so this isn't just a tiny little kitty. It's a beautiful white cat that you said uh, has a little bit of Siamese, so there's a little nice talking yes. to you kind of, right? But this cat, yes. is, I think, is about twice the size of my cat, Ziki. Yeah, he's a big guy, but he's kind of a, he's a sweetheart, though. He's not, you can pick him up and do whatever you want with him. He's very gentle, but he is a big cat. And, he weighs uh, about how much, 18 pounds? About 18 pounds, yeah. So there's your physical gym membership you just saved, right? You could do mm-hmm, quasi-reps. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I bench press them every day about uh, 20 or 30 times, and that takes care of my gym uh, exercise. So, you know, I think it's hard to tackle the topic of humor, but you really got into the mind of quasi. What inspired you? Now, this isn't the first book by quasi, but this is kind of a souped-up version. From what I understand, you did an original book, The World is Your Litter Box, but then you've added some chapters and some posts from quasi's blog. So how did you even think about, I think I'm going to write a book from quasi's viewpoint? Well, basically, I've been writing other things, but just every once in a while, one of my friends would say to me, hey, how's Quasi doing? And I would respond by saying, oh, he's doing great. He's working on his memoirs. The world is my litter box. And then uh, everybody thought that was kind of funny. So I basically changed it from the world is my litter box to the world is your litter box and just kind of went from there. The original book was published by uh, Sterling, which is a New York company in 2008, and uh, it had a nice little run, then went out of print about a year and a half ago. So I uh, reacquired the rights and uh, reissued The World Is Your Litter Box. So The World Is Your Litter Box Deluxe Edition has the first book, The World Is Your Litter Box, in its entirety. It has six chapters from Quasi's second book, which is called The World Is Still Your Litter Box, and then the best of his blog posts. So it's pretty meaty. I would yeah, think. meaty, and there's a little kitty meanness not intentional mm-hmm. but cats you know i always say that cats put the c in candid the a in attitude the t in tenacious and the s in so what that seems to sum mm-hmm. up quasi quite well what do you think yeah i think you're right i think that i never really thought of it that way but i believe you're correct yeah and the other thing i on the other end i say dogs they put the d in drool the o in obey yeah. <laughs> the g in goofy and the s in seconds please <laughs> yeah, well, that's now, good, too. I like that. Now, Quasi's not quite the big friend of dogs. You had a list in your book. Quasi was saying, what are the acceptable pets in the household and which ones are not? Right. So give me a little bit of the ones that would be embraced with purrs and the ones that would be greeted with hisses if Quasi well, had a pal. 
Yeah, if Quasi were to have a co-pet, as you saw in the book, he's not real big on dogs, but goldfish are acceptable, very acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, little lizards are also acceptable. He likes to pull the tails off those. And uh, <laughs> you know, smaller pets like that, I would say, are more, I think the larger pets like a Komodo dragon or something like that would not go over too well. All right. Now, I went on the website, theworldisyourlitterbox.com, and I am looking at these reviews, and this is a who's who of folks in the feline universe. My cat, Ziki, the cool cat, Z-E-K-I, is going to join the list, if you're all right. She's got oh, a Facebook page. So we're going to have to get Quasi and Ziki together, because Ziki's the only feline pet first aid cat on the planet. I'm sure it- Quasi would enjoy that very much. And she actually likes dogs. She has dogs that come to visit. She has puppy posses everywhere. She goes all over the country. So I think Ziki and Quasi should swap the little Facebook hellos, meows, and uh, we'll bump up the volume. But I just want to ask, you have somebody named Mouse Breath that wrote a um, testimonial. Tell me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mouse (laughs) Mouse Breath Breath is uh, put out by a woman named uh, Karen Nichols, who uh, also writes for Catster. And Mouse Breath is sort of a kitty blog, but they've got a lot of different cats who contribute to it, including Quasi. It's a good little page. I I would recommend it to anybody who loves cats. Sparkle, the designer cat. Now, Sparkle's Mm -hmm. pet parent, Janice Garza, and I were at this big cat show in uh, Del Mar, California, recently. And Ziki came, Uh and she was our magnet to get people to come to our booth. But you even got Sparkle the cat on board. I'm looking at some of these hotshot people. I think you have, oh, yeah, Sandy Robbins. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Maybe we'll add some. But you're going to be giving away a book, right? Is Quasi going to put any paw prints on this book? I know you sign them, but. Yes, I'll sign it. And uh, we have a special little stamp that Quasi uses that has his name on it. So he just pushes down on it with all this 800-pound might. So, uh, (laughs) yes, happy to do that. The first person that, no, let's make it the 50th person that emails Arden at fourleggedlife.com and puts in the subject header litter box is going to get their paws on a dual autograph book signed by both Steve Fisher and Quasi. The world is your litter box. So again, Arden at fourleggedlife.com and be the 50th to send the email with the uh, subject header litter box. And Steve and Quasi will dash out a new book and a new car, right? Did you say a new car? Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One Absolutely. of those matchbox, matchbox cars, right? <laughs> yes. We'll, uh, we'll maybe throw in a private airplane, too. All right. We're speaking with Steve Fisher. He helped assist Quasi in the making of this newest edition, the Deluxe Edition, The World is Your Litter Box, a how-to manual for cats. And I just want to get into it right now. You have a lot of lists in this book, and I have no idea how you became so creative or really paying attention to how felines operate. But share a few things that cats don't have to do that us hapless humans do. Well, let me find the uh, chapter here. But basically, we've got a chapter in here called uh, Cats, Jobs, and Responsibilities. So I just thought I don't want any cats to read this book to be overwhelmed. So we put in a list also of things that cats don't have to do, such as go to work and make difficult career decisions, attend boring cultural events with a bunch of snobby pseudo-intellectuals, yes. um, perform brain surgery, defrost the refrigerator, things like that that you know generally we humans have to deal with, such as driving on the freeway at rush hour or any other time for that matter, things like that. So, um, you know, again, we didn't want to overwhelm cats because they do have a, a huge number of responsibilities, as we discuss in the book, but also there are many things they don't have to do, so it kind of evens out. 
Now, one of the chapters is about jobs and responsibilities for felines. Mm -hmm. Touch upon uh, one of their most irritating occupations, the wake-up call. Yeah, the wake-up call, of course, many cats are very proficient at this, but the wake-up call is basically when your human needs to be awakened, and all cats, quasi included, I think have various methods of doing it. Quasi tends to like to, you know, get up and kind of march across both sides of me and, uh, (laughs) of course, meowing and purring. But I think a lot of cats do this. And if I could interject one thing real quickly, I think one reason that people really like this book, at least this is what people have told me that uh, seem to really like it, is that it's very relatable to many other cats. I realize that all cats are they're kind of like snowflakes. They're all the same, but they're all different. But many cats have obviously a lot of the same characteristics. So I think people who read the book will see their own cat in many, many of the, of the book's pages and situations. So that's kind of the how to wake up your humans. I think, as I said, I think all cats are pretty proficient at that. And on page 54, if any of you are listening and eating a sandwich, put the sandwich out of eyesight, you actually list some locations, strategic locations for our fine felines to (coughs) open up. I have had the personal experience of liquid wonder on my keyboard, on my laptop, but can you identify some other places? Sure, we've got, again, this is kind of a relatable subject because pretty much all cats do throw up from time to time. So one of them, uh, a good place to throw up is in your human shoes, on a priceless oriental rug, on the hated vacuum cleaner, while it's standing idle, of course, on a food buffet during a party, things like that, I think. Also, this is a good one, too, from the top of the refrigerator onto the kitchen floor. It's like a a Jackson Pollock art happening. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, why don't they pick tile? Do they have something against tile? I think they do, yeah. I think it's more entertaining for them to throw up on something uh, crucial or at least a rug to make it more exciting for us to clean up. All right, pick up on aisle two. There's that Oriana rug getting another do. Yep, We're right. speaking with Steve <laughs> Fisher. He, along with Quasi the Cat, are the authors of The World is Your Litter Box Deluxe Edition, a how-to manual for cats. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, Steve, you better practice your vocal cords because we're going to have you sing a little bit. All, All right, right, we're going to find out what the heck he's going to sing after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay, and don't cough up any hairballs. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, urging you to listen to the O Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. 
We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, sure, there's American Idol and, and all these other singing places, but come on, guys, confess. How many of you sing to your cat? How many of you sing to your dog? How many of you might even have some little special jingles for your fine feline? I mean, my cat is Z-E-K-I, Ziki. And, of course, you can tell what decade I grew up in because I say, Oh, Ziki, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Ziki. Hey, Ziki. And, he, and she comes, right? That's a good one. I like that. All right. So you That's going to be a have, tough act to follow, I have to no, say. No, I don't think so. Your cat, Quasi, likes to eat. And so tell us a little bit about this phenomena that Quasi has deduced about us two-leggers and share one of the jingles that you sing to Quasi. Come on, real men love cats and real men sing. Real men love cats and real men do sing to their cats. I think, quite honestly, just about everybody sings to their cats. But Quasi, basically, when I'm feeding him, I have a few jingles that I've made up that incorporate the name of the food. Right. And uh, one of his favorites is Ocean Whitefish Treat. So when I'm dishing that up, I sing, Ocean Whitefish, Ocean Whitefish, Ocean Whitefish Treat. It's good for cats, it's good for cats, it's good for cats to eat. <laughs> Take good, that huh? jingle bells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what does he do? Does he wrap his body around your legs? Does he sing with you? What does he do? Normally he gives me an oh brother kind of look. And uh, he's basically interested in getting the food to the bowl as quickly as possible, or the bowl to in his eating place. So I think he puts up with any nonsense I might do during the, the process of dishing out the food. Now, have you ever done this in front of others, house guests, neighbors? I mean, do they know you sing to your cat? Well, yes, once. In fact, this is in the book. Once I was singing that song very loudly, and I suddenly realized that it was in the summer, so our window was open and our neighbor's window was open, so I treated them to a rousing version of Ocean Whitefish Treat. I'm sure they thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, how did you get the name Quasi? Q-U-A-S-I. That is not, uh, most people do Fluffy, Kitty, if you're a Cal- yeah. Cali. Where did you get this one? Well, you know, this is kind of an obscure thing, but years ago, I watched this. It was kind of a psychedelic cartoon, and it was called Quasi at the Quackadero. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. It won some film festival thing. It's pretty, I'd love to see it again. I haven't seen it for years, but I just thought the name Quasi was kind of a neat name, and I thought, well... There it is. So when I got Quasi, it fit perfectly. And he seems like a Quasi to me. So I like the name very much, very much. Well, now, you. there's another two-legger in Quasi's life, Judy, correct? Yes. she is. And how, she is, how do uh, they get along? They get along very well. Uh, Quasi refers to Judy as uh, Steve's female. Yeah. And uh, Quasi does have some excellent things about females in the book. But uh, he gets along with her very well. That wasn't always the case with some of my earlier dating episodes but also i think a cat they definitely let you know if if someone's acceptable or not but uh judy gets along with quasi just fine and he gets along with her i think cats and dogs can be great date barometers because if that Mm -hmm. cat doesn't like your date they can be pardon the pun history right yes exactly (laughs) and uh obviously back in my single days if quasi didn't like someone i just got rid of them immediately good traits they may have had Now, I have seen cats, and they're usually cute and affectionate looking and all that, but I have never before known that there's actually almost a dozen different cute 
postures that cats do learn. I don't know where they do. They go on a secret webinar or something. They learn it. But I was hoping you could share a few of them. I've got to tell you, the one that uh, my cat likes to do is the sphinx. So you can identify that. But what the heck is a stoned hippie cute posture by cats? The stoned hippie is, well, first of all, how to look cute is one of the early chapters of the book because in order to uh, get away with everything in the book, if you will, this is an important thing for kitties to know. But stoned hippie is uh, basically what happens is if you're a cat, you want to sit in the middle of the floor or lie down and kind of have a mystified look on your face, sort of like, you know, have a Cheshire cat grin. Mm-hmm. And then let your eyeballs droop until they're about halfway shut. And just kind of <laughs> zone out there. It's a good one if you're if you're human as a hippie. Maybe if they're listening to the Grateful Dead or one of the old '60s bands. It's good to uh, kind of do stoned hippie at that time. It's very effective, I think. Now, what about the Sphinx? The Sphinx is a classic. You just mentioned that your kitty does that. That's pretty much all kitties. Uh, I think it's one of the the best kitty poses. Basically, the kitty, if you're a kitty, you lie flat on the ground with your front legs extended, and then you hold your head up proudly and look straight ahead in a somber yet majestic manner. So uh, I think most kitties are pretty good at the Sphinx. That's a good one. And then you've got upside-down turtle. Yeah, that's a good one. I think kitties are pretty good at this. Basically, how to do upside-down turtle for a kitty is you just lie on your back and look very innocent and kind of curl your paws up in the air, have all your four legs in the air with your paws curled. And you want to have your uh, fangs protruding just slightly so they just show. And this is a very good pose to use also when you want to uh, grab your human's arm and give it a good bite and a scratch. (laughs) <laughs> which um, we've described later in the book as Psycho Kitty. It's uh, in the Amusing Tricks and Games chapter. But uh, I think all kitties seem to do that when, you, when they're lying on their back. And, of course, we humans can't resist giving them a pet on the tummy and then, then the arm grab and the bite. Yeah. Now, a lot of folks can relate to this, Steve. Cats get away with a lot more than dogs or kids or our spouses or mates. I mean, you have a whole section about how training cats, thank you very much, Uh Quasi's training a whole new generation of felines, kittens and cats, how to get away with unacceptable kitty behavior. So you laid down some rules for Quasi years ago, but it sounds like you got the paw. You got the paw. So tell me a little bit about what are some unacceptable behaviors and what is it about us that we just like, oh, that's so cute. I got to go buy a new sofa now. Well, you're right. In fact, in the chapter called uh, How to Tell If You're uh, Human is a, is a True Cat, no, we kind of discuss this. But one thing uh, in our household, no matter what Quasi does, it's always our fault. For example, <laughs> if I uh, am maybe trying to brush him and I, I get a little scratch or a little bite, it's just because I was brushing him. It's obviously my fault or my hand was in the way of his mouth. But there are a few things that I do have, you know, some rules that I, I kind of like Quasi to follow, not that he does. But one of them is I don't like him to um, get up on the uh, computer table while I'm working. He, uh, you know, I'm afraid he'll knock over the monitor or maybe walk across the keyboard and send something out that I don't want to go out. We also like him to stay off the kitchen table and not eat anything he might find up there. We also don't like him to open kitchen cabinets, although he does. Also, one of them is never claw the arm of the couch, which he just laughs at. That's, I don't even know why it's a rule. And then uh, we also have, we don't like him to climb up the screen of the front door, but he does that anyway also. And again, these are things that we pretty much, we pretty much ignore. We kind of let him, I'm sure like all cat owners, we let him get away with pretty much anything. So uh, he cost you a little bit of kibble to replace some of these things. But what is it about cats, do you think, that we just respond with an ah instead of an ah? 
<laughs> I just think they're such, they're, first of all, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. And they're just wonderful little animals. I love all animals, but cats in particular, they're just such wonderful, unique little creatures. And I think it's a real blessing that they allow us to live with them. And because uh, they are like little miniature lions and tigers and panthers. And I think, too, people, uh, myself included, are just cat nuts. And uh, when you're cat nut, your cat can do no wrong. Now, I have to agree. We're speaking with Steve Fisher. He helped Quasi write this must-get book, The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, a how-to manual for cats, written by cats for cats. And we're giving away one autographed copy, and you have to just send an email with the subject header litter box to Arden at fourleggedlife.com, and we'll give it away to the 50th listener. I don't want to give away all the gems, but one of the lists you have are 20 reasons why cats are smarter than humans. And can you just tease us with a few ideas? Because maybe Mm -hmm. we can get into better healthy habits from the feline perspective. Here are a couple of reasons why cats are smarter than humans. Number one, um, cats don't smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol. Well, Um, one out of two ain't bad for me. Okay, keep going. Not too bad. They uh, don't use recreational drugs except catnip. I've actually had catnip tea. Did you know that? Really? Here's the deal with catnip tea. For cats, it's stimulant, so they get their nighttime zoomies out and get tired. But for us... It's actually a sedative. It makes us go really? sleepy time. So I used to write herb books when I, a long time ago, worked at Rodale Press and Prevention Magazine. That always surprised me. But so for all the folks oh. with crazy cats at night, give them their little organic catnip to zoom around. And then while you watch them, sip your tea of catnip, which is part of the mint family. And by the end of the display, both of you will be ready for sleepy time. That sounds great. I'm going to try that. I'm going to All right, so I'm not into any illegal drugs. I did say yes on the booze. Um, what other um, good things do oh, cats ca- not cats, do? Cats don't cheat at cards and get into gunfights. Uh, <laughs> they don't rip off their fellow felines with shady financial schemes. I uh, mean, there's no feline is- Ponzi's or anything like that no, going on? No, no Ponzi's or no feline Bernie Madoff's, I don't think, either. Uh, nice. Another one, too, is cats don't text while hurtling down the highway at mind-numbing speed. So things like that, you know, cats just refrain from doing, and this is why they're smarter than humans. Now, you live in a nice, populated, high-traffic area. You're in uh, Burbank, yes. is that right? Beautiful. Right. Do they still call it beautiful downtown Burbank? Um, they do. Actually, we just moved to Studio City, which you oh, know, we've, okay. we lived in Burbank for years. Studio City is about four miles away, so we made the, the big escape from Burbank. But it's also very nice and uh, pretty peaceful. Do you live in a game show set? Or where do you, you no. know? <laughs> oh, okay. No, we don't. <laughs> but uh, sometimes it feels like it, though. Now, have you written other books, or is this your big home run out of the park? I know well, you've written um, books from versions of this book, but, I mean, this is kind of a undertaking. I mean, are you a brain surgeon by day? I'm just curious. No. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a brain surgeon by day. I have written other books, but The World is Your Litter Box is the first one that got published. I'm sure, as you know, it's a very, very difficult competitive field. I've also written a lot of short stories, things like that. But The World is Your Litter Box was the first book to actually be published, and it was a thrill, I have to say, a very enjoyable and exciting experience. Is Quasi within the view of the mic? Will Quasi say anything to us, or has Quasi just been taking everything in from this interview and downloading well, Qua- it for his you sequel? Know, Quasi, actually, because I don't have a landline anymore, we came over to my wife's office, so Quasi is at home. He's either on yard patrol or taking one of his 30 naps a day. So, But we'll definitely, when this airs, we'll definitely have him listen to it. All right, and hopefully he won't hiss at me. No, no, he won't. Quasi's a, a pretty much of a sweetheart. He uh, he's very friendly, and uh, he only hisses if uh, he absolutely has to. 
Well, I think we can learn a life lesson from how our cats and, sorry, quasi-DOGs behave. Don't you agree? Yes, I agree. Totally. All right. We're speaking with Steve Fisher. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, a how-to manual for cats. And we're giving away one of these autographed to a listener who sends me Arden at Four-Legged Life in the subject header, Litter Box. Isn't that clever, folks? Do you have uh-huh. any parting words? I want everybody to dash over to the theworldisyourlitterbox.com. You have a Facebook page. And Zeke, the cool cat, that's her Facebook page. And Quasi are now going to be FB feline buddies. How's that? Feline friends on Facebook. I like it. And um, you'll see her doing her little kitty CPR on a demo dog and all these other crazy things. So she and Quasi are up in the rep for felines everywhere. All right. I, I think that sounds good. No, I'd just like to, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. It's a real honor to be here. And I just think that if you, speaking to your listeners now, if you love cats and you have a sense of humor and you want basically to laugh your tail off, this is the book for you. And uh, also, I should say, a lot of the book, too, it's not just, you know, has a lot of, you know, kitty antics in it. But also there's a lot of, the book is sort of underscored by the relationship between me and Quasi. So there's a lot of cat versus human type stuff in there that I think is pretty amusing. And I think a lot of people will relate to that. But the book is available both in softback and uh, ebook. The ebooks are really cheap, like $3 or a little bit more. And you can get them anywhere online, anywhere from the online bookseller. And you can read it on any device if you want a, uh, an electronic version of it. And then, of course, if you're old school like me and you want to read the paperback version, you can get that too. All right. That sounds great. And, folks, I guarantee this is not a little cute kitty book with cute kitty pictures. There is some real good insights, <laughs> candid comments from the cat's perspective. I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week. We are the most powerful, the largest pet network on the planet. Woo! We've got over 6 million people tuning in to all our shows. We're on iHeartRadio. So check us out, iTunes. We make it very easy for you to find out. And we're getting close to a million listeners on this show alone, Oh Behave. So go talk to your family. Get them all in, involved and tune in. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.